Hey, this is Ryan Miller. I'm the lead pastor of Local City Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this talk encourages you, inspires you, and reminds you that there is always hope. That this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. Enjoy the message. And we're going to jump right into the message this morning. And the message I have for you, I've been thinking about a lot over the last couple of weeks for Father's Day, but also I think just for a message for all of us in general, it's called the power of a shadow. The power of a shadow. Now, when you think about that word shadow, you could think about a couple different things. My first thought is old Alfred Hitchcock story hour, do, 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 and he walks into the frame. If you don't know who that is, that's okay. Great director of some of the, some scary thrillers way back when, but his whole kind of theater show started with him stepping into a spotlight, and his silhouette was not very flattering, but that was what he did anyway. Stepped in to show off his shadow. The other thing I think about is shadow puppets. I don't know if you like, I've never done the little bunny or the little like duck thing, but I saw, I googled some shadow puppets. These are pretty awesome. Maybe for your next party trick. We got a deer. We got some dogs. An elephant. I thought that one was pretty cool. Another dog that you can do. So if you're ever at a very extremely boring party, you can spice it up a little bit with some shadow puppets. Um, that sounds horrible, but I just that's what I thought about, right? But let me let's go back to that phrase, the power of a shadow. What it really means is the power of influence in our life, is that we all cast a shadow. We know in Florida, it's sunny, sunshine state. When you go outside, you cast a shadow. I like when I cast a shadow because usually it's a little taller than I am. So I just start to eclipse that six foot in my shadow. Sometimes I like to stand a little wide. makes me look like I've been going to the gym more than I really have. Sometimes our shadow, we like it. Sometimes, again, if the sun is different, if the lights are different, it makes us seem smaller than we are, and we get to be feel insecure about the shadow that we're casting. But there's a constant in this idea of the power of a shadow, and it's the fact that we all have one. It's not like Peter Pan where it runs away from us and we have to catch it. It's always there. What I want to lean into today is this topic of influence and how all of us in this room have influence. And let's look back at some people who walked with Jesus and ultimately how they carried their influence before we dive into the heart of this message. Let's pick it up in Acts chapter five, verse 14 and 16. It's gonna be on the screen and on your notes is that yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord. Crowds of both men and women, as a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats. Here's where I wanna lean in today. So that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were, underline this for me, all healed. All healed. See, what I love about this is that God welcomes the broken, God welcomes the sick, God welcomes those who don't have it all together. And what he has asked us to do is to carry that shadow of influence, of healing, hope, and strength. Not to put the light on us, but to put the light on him. And so the decision I, lo- I would love for all of us to step into today as we build out this conversation, and really the sermon in a sentence is this right here, is that we would choose to be intentionally casting an impactful shadow that helps people around us, that elevates the room that we walk into, 
that is one of servanthood and care and compassion for every single person that we come in contact with. And maybe if you're in this place and you're feeling a little defeated, you're feeling a little discouraged, you're feeling a little tired. Let me pray this this verse over you today as we jump in to our message. And it's Psalm 91.1, it says this, those who live in the shelter of the Most High God will find rest, where? In the shadow of the Almighty. Here's the thing, you may not see what's going on, you may not know what's next, but sometimes that's because God has brought you so close that you are protected in the shadow of the Almighty, that you are living in the shelter of the Most High. See, God does not want you to be burdened, he does not want you to be defeated, he wants you to live in his shadow and understand that that shadow, that influence has power. And how that translates to our life is to choose to be that influence and shadow to those around us. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me today as we pray. Father, I'm so thankful for everyone in this room and all those watching online. We pray today, God, that we would listen and lean in to what you have to say to us. Be with us in this room. Help us not think about anything else that's going on. Help us take a deep breath and simply open up our lives and our hearts and minds to you. God, I pray that you would be with all our kids team as they teach our little next generation about Jesus and how much you love them, God, and the life that you have for them. I pray that you would bless them and they would have so much fun over there. And God, again, we lean in, we take notes, and we trust you today at your word. We love you, we thank you. In Jesus' name, we all say amen and amen. Do me a favor, give a nice round of applause for everybody watching for Local City Church Online. So glad that you're with us. Whether you're watching right now or on demand later in the week, you're part of the family. And then turn to the person next to you, tell them, hey, you look great today. You look great today. Make sure you really mean it. And then turn to the person you ignored the first time and say, God's got something for you today. He does, he does, he does. See, I think the thing, the thing is, when we look at our life, I think one of our biggest fears would be that we would live a life that was not only forgettable, but invisible. I don't think anyone wakes up and says, man, I cannot wait to be invisible today or be forgotten. Maybe you do. Well, that would be, that's not a healthy way to approach life. Because God wants us to walk into this life saying, I want to make a difference today. I want to have influence today. I want my shadow to mean something. Now, if we go back to that verse in Acts chapter 5, it doesn't necessarily say that Peter's shadow healed them. It wasn't some sort of mystic thing. But what it does say is that when the people of God chose to be people of influence with the healing and hope and love that only came from the resurrection of Jesus, the miraculous happened. See, here's the thing. I want you to know I'm not trying to build you up today. I'm trying to build up your belief in God today so that you would realize the influence and shadow that you carry can bring healing to someone's life, that the influence and shadow that you carry can change someone's journey in a moment because of a word you say or simply of your encouragement or your smile or your passion about life and about what God has done in your life. See, everyone always says after, which I appreciate, because again, like I've told you, I'm a words of affirmation guy when it comes to the love language. It's a big deal for me. Everyone always says, man, I love your energy. It's so contagious. I'm like, listen, I'm not doing this to perform. The energy comes from the fact that I am so thankful about what God and Jesus' influence has done in my life. Like, I can't have a non-energetic reaction. I can't be like, yes, hmm, God did do some great things. Hmm. 
which he did. My reaction is, yes, God has done some great things, and I'm so excited about it. And if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. And I just want to let everybody know that. I've heard it said this way before, that I'm just a nobody telling everybody about the somebody that changed my life. Can I get an amen if you're thankful for that somebody? And I'm trying to do that in all areas of my life. I'm trying to get more intentional about my shadow and about my influence. This, last, this past week, I got to do something super fun. I think sometimes you just got to stop trying to be an adult and just go back to being a kid and have fun. So one of the things that I loved doing when I was in high school and early college was I did a lot of theater. Maybe you can see that. I loved acting. I loved being on stage because it was fun. And I loved being able to make people laugh and all those good things. Uh, so one of my best friends is the main children's pastor at a church in our city called Grace Family Church. And he invited me to come be a part of their big vacation Bible school zone summer thing that they do. And I wanted to bring my son. He invited me to come play a character that I had done before previously at our sending church. He was like, hey, man, would you come do that? Because no one does it like you. And I'm like, ah, oh, thanks for those words of affirmation. That's my love language. I appreciate that. But you know what? Yeah, man, I'll come do it. Really, because I did want to have fun, but selfishly as a dad, I just wanted my son to see me on stage because I want him to be excited about it. Because again, I'm getting older. I may not have these opportunities. So as a 35-year-old doing something I did as a 25-year-old, I was like, okay, you know, I'm a lead pastor now. I got to take myself seriously. I'm like, no, no, no. Let me just go have some fun. And let me show my son some things that I got to do when I was growing up. So here's a picture of my son at this event last week. And if the guy in the superhero costume looks familiar to you, that's because that's your pastor looking good in that black spandex and red suit as the cardinal superhero. Super fun. I asked Shepard at the end of the week, hey, who was your favorite character? You, daddy. I was like, let's go. Come on, somebody. That's exciting. I love casting that shadow. Just because as a dad, I'll be honest, I want my son to think I'm cool. I'm so, I'll just admit it. I want him to look up to me and think dad does cool stuff. I, don't, I want him to see like the cool things that God's gifted me to do. But I'll tell you, that was a big win. That was fun. He's doing my pose, papal, right there, right? But the biggest win that Adrian and I have experienced in casting our shadows as parents was not that win. It was this win from a couple weeks ago right down here in prayer meeting. That that's all I want for my son is for him to love Jesus for him to even as a five-year-old to lift his hands. Again, I, we don't lift our hands to perform. I'm doing it because that's my passionate response to God. But I want other people to see this is what it's about. It's not about just standing and hoping, oh, Shepherd, I hope you get it. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to demonstrate to you. I'm going to steward well the fatherly influence that God's given me. Because I've realized this, Acts 20, 24. My life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. The work of what? Performing? No. The work of knowing everything? No. The work of doing everything right all the time? Being perfect? Nope. Simple work of telling others what? The good news about the wonderful grace of God. If you want your life to mean something, that last sentence is what you need to dedicate your life to. If I could go back to that picture to speak to my dads in here, this is what you should want for your kids. Because listen, I grew up playing sports. Sports didn't help me when I was going through difficult times in my life. I grew up going to different things and doing theater and doing all None of that helped me when life kicked me in the face. What helped me was having that posture that was demonstrated to me by people who had cast a shadow in my life by my own father. 
And listen, I'm right there with you today. Maybe you've lost your dad. That's me. When I was 26 years old, my dad died suddenly. You've heard my testimony. And today is a bittersweet day. I love celebrating my kids, but there's moments throughout the day where I remember that there's a vacancy in my life. Maybe thinking about your dad, he's still here, but you wish he wasn't because the influence he had over your life. I want you to know you have the freedom and you have the rest to take a deep breath and simply just assume this posture today because our Heavenly Father is perfect. Our Heavenly Father is good. And once you realize that my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work that my Heavenly Father has given me, telling others about what? Good news. Let me tell you, what we're doing today is good news. What we're celebrating is good news. Like, listen, yes, we've sinned and we've messed up. There's no denying that. But it's good news to know that you don't have to stay there. It's good news to know that you don't have to be identified by your junky earthly father. You can be identified by your powerful, all-loving, incredible heavenly father. That you can celebrate that if you had a good father, it's ultimately because of the blessing of your heavenly father, and you could be thankful for that today. I'm celebrating, even through tears and grief, the fact that my dad was there for me. One of the things my dad was is he was always there. I was almost like, like 24, 25 years old playing in a church softball league. My dad was still every single Monday night there in the bleachers. And so listen, I'm first-generation pastor, but I saw the heart of God in my dad by just sitting in those bleachers every single week being there. That was the shadow that he cast for me, that his shadow was going to be there. And so what I want to give you today is some things about shadows. Like, we all cast shadows, okay? Let me give you three quick things to write these down. So we all cast shadows, right? Some of them are intentionally, some of them are by proximity, and some of them are accidentally. Intentionally are your family. Like, you've got your parents, you've got your spouse. When you said, I do, each of you were intentionally saying, we are going to be influenced by each other. It's just intention. You had kids. You are intentionally influencing them. Let me just remind you that we are the parents. Kids are not. We tell kids who they are. They don't tell us. We tell our kids who they are, not culture and not the world. It's very important to realize that today because I'm very protective over that when it comes to my son and what voices speak into his life. One of the biggest things we do as parents is we say, Shepherd, you are not this, you are this. You don't do that because that's not who you are. We don't watch or listen to this because that's not what God has intended. And we intentionally take that influence and shadow. The second thing is proximity. People who are just around you, you don't intentionally want them around you, some of your coworkers, but they just are. Now, just because they're close to you doesn't mean that you get to write off the fact that you don't like them or that they're annoying. You still cast a shadow over them. You still give them influence. They may be the only Jesus that you ever see. And so why don't you make it a good example of the Jesus in your life? Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, they never do their stuff on time. Yeah, they call you out in meetings. But have grace. Be intentional. Have some good influence over them. And the third ones are accidental. Somehow that we all, when we go to Starbucks, it's always that same barista that helps us out. When we go to the gym, it's always that same person who's on the machine that we want to be, right? It's accidental, but when you're walking with the, the, the influence and power of Jesus in your life, you make a difference in them. One of the things I love in the book of Acts that it says is that, so the disciples, Peter and John and James, they're brought before the Sanhedrin, which is the Jewish council at that time who had a big issue with what the early church was doing. And these guys were fishermen. They were not smart, okay? 
Like, I just got to tell you, they not smart, okay? Like, they're not book smart. They're, not, they're nothing. But Jesus chose them. And so the Sanhedrin is looking at these guys saying, like, they don't know a lot about Scripture. They have never been to temple and the synagogue, and they've never gone through the rabbi training. But one thing we cannot deny is that these men have been with Jesus. Can I tell you today that you don't have to know it all, you don't have to do it all, but if you walk with that attitude and that shadow of care and encouragement and positivity and peace and an uplifting sense of words and language, people will say, I don't know who you are, I don't know what you know, I don't know what you've done, but there's something different about you and you can confidently say back to them, I have been with Jesus and I just wanna show him to you in every single action and thing that I do. We need to be reminded of that whether it's in an environment that you choose or an environment you happen to be in by chance. When you follow Jesus, it's about him. Whether you're tired, whether you're angry. Mm. There's been many times where I'd love to be earthly Ryan and tell people what's up. Whether it's on social media or in traffic or in public. Like I've told you before, I have become the angry old dad shaking my fist at fast cars driving my neighborhood. Sometimes I want to chase them down. Sometimes I want to get some of those like police spikes and throw them in the road. But I don't do that because that, not, that would not be casting a good shadow. Because looking at the church yard sign in my front, they'd be like, I'm never going to that church. <laughs> That's crazy. But here's the thing. I love this quote that I, that I discovered from Booker T. Washington. It says this, there's no power on earth that can neutralize the influence of a positive, simple, and useful life. See, we think we have to be able to do this to impact people. We think we have to be able to speak correctly or do all these right things. Or No. Can you be positive? Everybody in this room can be positive. It's not a special talent. Everybody in this, world, everybody in this room can be simple. Speak, listen, care for people, and we can be useful. We can serve and help those around us. There's no power on earth that can neutralize that influence. So what I want to do is give you five quick things today about your shadow and about the power that it has. Number one is that your shadow has influence whether you want it to or not. Like, again, it has influence. Again, I have two kids. Our one, our one son is five. Teddy is about to be nine months tomorrow or today. And he's already trying to walk. We're like, slow down, don't. But he's like, even at nine months old, he can't speak, but he's saying through his gagas, look what I can do. You know, moving around, and then he falls and bangs his head, and he cries, and it's really not fun at all. Uh, but our other son, Shepherd, he's always saying, "Look what I can do, and make sure you look." Like we have got to be focused directly on him. If I go like that for one, Daddy, look, okay. And he's just standing there, but he's like, look at me. Watch what I'm about to do. I'm like, Shepard, you're not doing anything. He's like, just wait and look, right? We love that idea. Look at me. Look what I can do. I mean, Instagram and Facebook has made billions of dollars with the look what I can do, look at me presentation. Your shadow has influence. And here's the thing about when we follow Jesus, for those of us in this room, the light of God is always shining. Like, that's always the case. Like, it's always shining in our life. The thing is, when we move in front of that light, we're casting a shadow, isn't working so well because it's not very bright, but you get what I'm saying. Your oh, oh, Lord. Mm, wow. So no matter what, we move in front of this light, we're going to cast a shadow, right? You get to choose what kind of shadow you cast. Are you going to cast one that shows Jesus or shows yourself? Are you going to cast one that lifts up and encourages or berates and beats down? It's up to you. Your shadow has influence whether you want it to or not. 
And the closer to God, like honestly, our life is doing two things, pushing people farther away from God or bringing them closer to him. Because any, anything about our life that's not doing that, I mean, it's not worth it. I have one goal in my life, help people see God, help people know Jesus. It's it. It's all I want to do. And that looks different as a husband, as a father, as a pastor, as a person just walking through this life. But I need to take ownership of the fact that my shadow, what I post, what I say, what I watch, where I go, what I wear, what I do, it has influence. I'm not trying to get legalistic with you, but I'm telling you, if you want to look different from the world, look different from the world. And when I say the world, I don't mean like, eh, all that stuff. No, I just mean the world, it's broken. It's messed up. And if you want to look different, you got to make those choices. Because here's the thing, number two, your shadow is always consistent with your life. Again, if we turn this on, no matter what, I put my hand in front of this, it's always going to look like my hand. There's no fooling the light, right? It's always going to look like my hand. When your shadow is going out there, it's going to look like what your life looks like. If you're a jerk, you're going to have a jerk-ridden shadow. If you're depressed and angry all the time, that's what your shadow is going to look like. If you're negative and just fall along the lines with all the other millions of negative people, that's the impact and shadow that you're going to cast to other people. It's consistent, whatever your life looks like. But if you have surrendered to the Lord and you give him the morning of your first 15, five minutes of worship, five minutes of prayer, five minutes of God's word, constantly and consistently in church, not because you have to, but because you get to, serving, if your life is centered around Jesus, the shadow that you cast will be centered around Jesus. And that's the biggest thing that we can decide to do. Because number three, an impactful shadow come from, comes from God's ongoing work in your life. You cannot project something different than who you are, and God is constantly at work inside of you. In Jeremiah chapter 18, Jeremiah was a prophet called the weeping prophet because he was pretty much, as a prophet, being the voice of the Lord to Israel, saying, hey, you are not getting this right, and let me help you out. And in Jeremiah 18, it talks about that he has this vision of a potter's house where he goes in and sees this potter molding this clay, and the clay is being resistant to it. And the father needs to begin to really beat down that clay and start all over until the clay becomes humble enough to let him form that clay into the beauty masterpiece that he's trying to create. God is the potter in our life. And if you want him to work in your life and to create you into something you could never be, don't be resistant anymore. Just be humble. It's kind of hard, like that piece of clay. It's not fun for that piece of clay, but it's worth it. And for us, we've got to realize God's always doing something in our life. He's always working in our life. If you feel like, man, everywhere I go, I feel like I'm hearing about prayer. Maybe God's trying to say, hey, you got to get back to praying. Maybe everywhere you go in life, you see, you know, I got to get back in church. I got to get back in church. Maybe it's time to make this consistent again. Maybe everywhere you go, it's like, man, I just feel like I want to do something in my life. Maybe God is trying to work in you. Hey, get back to using those gifts and talents I've given you to build my house. It's always working within you. Because here's the thing, let me, I'll give you this before we move to number four. We tend to look at life and time like this, up and to the right, right? Just, you know, it passes like this. In the biblical culture, when scripture was written and when Jesus lived, they looked at time in Jewish culture more of like a helix, where it went up like this. And what was happening was, as you would grow, you would essentially be going to higher and deeper levels of the same thing. Going back around, hey, I need to get back in, and back in the Bible more. 
Oh, man, I need to get back into praying more. I need to get back into church. So again, let me just tell you, if you have this approach, I've heard that before. I know that God thing. I know that Jesus thing. Yeah, I've been there. But that's not the heart that God's going to use, and God's going to stop working in your life. But if you would say, God, show me new things and show me those things so that I can cast a shadow that it's one of influence and most importantly looks like you, do that deep work in me, man, it's worth it. It's worth it, but it's hard. Last one, or not, no, number four, almost done. <laughs> number four, your greatest impact does not come from access to, a man, to many, but access to a few. Don't wait until you, your life, some of us, we look at, we're wasting so much time, because like, well, when I have that, or have that platform, then I'll start to be intentional about the shadow that I cast. Why? Jesus didn't do that. Jesus took every moment to care for the crowd and the individual. I have told you before, that it wasn't the, when, I, when my life was changed when I was 13 years old and I just gave everything to Jesus and I said, Jesus, if you're real, I want everything that you have. It wasn't because of the pastor on stage. Maybe you've heard this testimony before. It was from like the introverted, shy, youth small group leader who had some banaca spray and said, hey, you want to try some? And I was like, yeah, awesome. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And so I kept coming back every week because I thought he saw me, he valued me, and it was just him. Never got up on stage to speak, never spoke in front of crowds, but he cared for that small group of sixth graders that he had, and it changed my life forever. Would you stop waiting for what you think you need and just start stewarding the few influences that you have right now with your marriage, your family, and those that are around you, and just see what God does? Be a faithful steward with the little things, and God will give you more? Just trust him in that. I think about the story where Jesus had an impact with one person, the woman at the well, he has an impact with one person in Samaria. He's sitting there. She goes to get a drink of water. He says, can you give me a drink too? And she's like, you're not even supposed to be talking to me. You hate us Samaritans as Jews. And a man did not talk to a woman in private like that. What's going on? And he began to tell her about her life and her story. And he told her that the one you're waiting for is actually sitting with you right here at this well. And so what did she do? She ran and told the few people that she knew. And they told the few people that they, they knew. And the Bible says in just a few short passages that this entire town came out to this well to see Jesus. It wasn't because Jesus walked into the town and said, hey, yo, what's up, I'm here. Start with one person. And that one person told a couple more. And that couple told a couple more. I believe in your life. I'm gonna start being intentional about this with you, with us as our church. You have a seat on your left and right. If you're with your wife, you have the, you know, the seat next to her. <laughs> I know you know two people that need what we talk about. I know you know two people who need the shadow of Jesus in their life. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm even going less than a few. I'm going to a couple, all right? So I'm giving you a break. But I know that there's two people that you can start to pray for. You can start to write their names down. You can start to invite into this house. And I tell you, stand back and look at what God does in their life. Because you could be the only shadow that comes across their path that heals them and gives them that sense of hope again, that sees them and values them. It doesn't have to be a big message, a big proclamation. It can be a simple spray of banaca that says, man, you are seen, you are valued, and God can do something in your life. Someone did that for me. Someone did that for you. So how dare we think that we don't have to do that for the people on our left and our right? How selfish could we be to say, you know what, God saved me, but you're not worth it. I was worth it. You were worth it. And the people in your life and your family are worth it. They're in your shadow already. 
I love this quote by John Maxwell. It says this, the definition of success is that those who are the closest to me and know me the best love and respect me the most. That's what I want for my life. Because I know I know, have known too many pastors, too many people who have been loved and respected from here, but their marriage is in shambles and their family hates them. I would rather be so faithful and cast such a great shadow to my few. And that's something we all can do. And here's the big thing that frees us as we close, is that the power of our shadow is not for status, but for service. I think the biggest gift I can give you today as your pastor is to give you to take a deep breath and stop worrying about status. Stop worrying about the next promotion. Stop worrying about that next paycheck. Stop worrying about that next thing you're trying to achieve, that next thing you're trying to get, that next relationship you're trying to have and just take a deep breath and say, you know what? I'm just gonna serve. I'm just gonna trust God and love the people around me because here's what I stand on. Here is the shadow that I have seen God cast in my life over and over again. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. It's now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we may ask or think. Glory to him where? Here in the church. And glory to God in Jesus. All generations forever and ever, amen. The one thing I wanna do is help others see Jesus. To the shadow that I cast not look like me at all, but look like Jesus. To help people know that they can have a relationship with him. My heart breaks for those who once had a deep relationship with Jesus, but they'd have allowed hurt or anger or frustration to break that off, I would encourage you, just get back to that deep love of the Lord again. Find rest in his shadow. Find rest and shelter in who he is. And I wanted to close with this quote as we finish today. It's from Charles Spurgeon, it says this, yet there used to be a gospel in the world which consisted of facts which Christians never questioned. There was once in, in the church a gospel which believers hugged to their hearts as if it were their soul's life. There used to be a gospel in the world which provoked enthusiasm and commanded sacrifice. Tens of thousands have met together to hear this gospel at peril of their own lives. Men to the teeth of tyrants have proclaimed it and have suffered the loss of all things and gone to prison and to death for it, singing psalms all the while. Is there not such a gospel remaining? Is there still such a good news that's worth giving our shadow to it? Is there still such a good news that is worth realigning our focuses to be about Jesus and everything else? Is there a way today, fathers, mothers, all of us in this place could make the decision that we are going to intentionally cast an impactful shadow? Don't have a lot of practicals for you. I have this simple one. Today, as you leave, or even in this moment, simply take the risk and trust God. It's a risk. I'm not gonna sit sugarcoat it for you. It's a risk. You might lose some things. You might lose some relationships. You might have to work out some really difficult things deep down. But I encourage you today, if you would simply take the risk and trust God with wherever you're holding on to like this or whatever you're unwilling to let God work in, if you would just take the risk and trust him, he is more than capable to do way more than you could possibly think or imagine. I've witnessed it in my marriage. I've witnessed it in my kids and I've witnessed it in my life and I've witnessed it in this church. And I want nothing more for you here in this room and watching online 
to have that radical risk-taking faith in Jesus, to have that surrendered trust before him so that our shadow, when it simply walks by, can bring healing to someone. That our shadow has so much miraculous power that people can't help but ask, what is different about you? And you can tell them, it's Jesus, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. I'm so thankful for the fact that there have been moments in my life where I felt the presence of the Lord speak to me and tell me, you're not dead, you're alive. You're not weak, you're strong, you're not defeated. You have power today because your power does not come from you, but greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. That the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of me. And if that's true, anything is possible. If I've given my life to that, then the miraculous is possible at the drop of a hat through something I say, something I pray, something I do, or just my posture in the room. God can do something and my focus is on Jesus and I want people to just as Paul said hey if it takes you following me well follow me as I follow Christ take that to your families to your marriage to your workplaces you don't have to know all the answers just give yourself to that statement follow me as I follow Jesus he's the only one it's only ever been Jesus. It always will only be Jesus. This will always be a celebration of what Jesus has done as our awesome God here in this place, Sunday after Sunday, because we're thankful of the shadow and shelter of the Most High. Can I get a good amen if you believe that today? Come on, let's stand up as we finish this morning. Thank you so much for joining us on the Local City Podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message you just heard and allow it to go deeply into your heart. Let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thank you to everyone who gives to Local City Church. Your generosity makes this podcast possible and creates life change for so many people. You can be a part of spreading this message by going to localcity.church. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this message with your family and friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you. Have a great day.